Welcome to All Gold Everything, a podcast for people who heart 2019. I heart 2019. I heart 2019. 2019 is already getting off to an amazing start. You might have heard on the intro. Sandy and I buy uh, Powerball Mega Millions tickets every week before the show. And I have never won. Uh, That's not true. I've won a $2 ticket before. But um, this time I won $10. Woo, 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 woo. So one of the things that I do every week before we podcast, I stop at 7-Eleven, I get us two Diet Cokes, I get us a pack of Berry Skittles, and I buy us each two Two do- each two tickets, two Powerball tickets, or two. We've moved to Mega Millions actually because the Powerball drawing, is, the timing doesn't work quite right. So anyway, Mega I, Millions, but the odds are better for Mega Millions. Odds are better for Mega Millions, and the money is still. I think big. I don't, I don't actually know if that's true. <laughs> I don't actually know what the difference is. It looks to be the same number of numbers across. I I don't understand what the difference is. I just read on the ticket the odds are like one <laughs> in fourteen point seven. <laughs> That you'll win, win something. Something. Yeah. Like so, $2 or $10. Yeah. So that's pretty good odds. Pretty good odds. Yeah, so that is th- a very low number needed to treat. I'm just saying. I agree. You would buy that drug. <laughs> I agree. So we, uh, so every week I go there, I buy all of our stuff, and I have the guy at 7 Eleven who is a listener of ours. Hey, man. How are you? Hey. How are you doing? I have him scan my ticket to see if I want anything, and it always comes up. He goes, Not a winner. And I go, Okay. But this week he scanned it, and his little cash drawer opened, and I was like, Oh my God. I won. What did I win? And he's like, $10,000. I was like, what? Are you serious? And he's, he's like, like, I'm going to give it to you right now out of my cash drawer. <laughs> out of my till. In fairness, he gave me the 10, but even then they keep so little money at that 7-Eleven because of the tweaker problem outside. He gave me $6 in cash, $6 in dollars, <coughs> and $4 in quarters. No. <laughs> yeah. You go to like the most janky 7-Eleven. Well, it's here. It's right next to the studio. <laughs> so question. Yeah. How many numbers did you have to win 10 bucks? I actually don't know. I should. I mean, you know, this is part of the uh, transparency issue with just scanning your ticket, I right? I know that's why you don't trust it. No, but I, I do it with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I check my power. I check my Mega Money ticket with my eyes. It's funny. My I don't trust my eyes. I'm like, I'm what just, if I missed it? What if I actually had well, a million dollar ticket, but I missed looking at, I looked at the numbers wrong or something. I got so flustered. That I'm not worried about okay because as a pharmacist by trade like Mm. that's what I do that's true but um what I do worry about is not knowing the rules like sometimes Mm. I get one number sometimes I get two and I don't know like what that means so then if that's the case if I have one or two numbers then I'll take it to scan it just to see what they get me that's really smart so 2019 is off to a fab start for me obviously for us clearly we are looking so fly tonight Sandy and I got to go shopping. We went to our favorite Stabat. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe Stabat. I stuttered. Our we Stabat. went to our favorite Stabat. <laughs> can't believe I stuttered on that. Our favorite spot. We only go on Shabbat, <laughs> but it's not Shabbat. We hit up Adorn in Southeast Portland. We did. And we look amazing. At Shop Adorn. At Shop Adorn. Mm-hmm. Our uh, promo is still running with them. So if you hit up their website, www.shopadorn.com, you will get 10% off any uh, th- any items that you order um, if you use the promo code ALLGOLDPOD. Yes. Let's pick that up. You can wear what we're wearing. I have like this sheer turtleneck number on with this like little cute, um, what are these so things good. called that I'm wearing underneath it? It's a bralette. A bralette. Thank you very much. Sandy's is a deep V. I love this red. I'm so here for it. It's a 2019 color. It is. Uh, further down in the top, further down in the podcast, we're going to talk about Rihanna. Oh, I thought you were like, further down. <laughs> further down on our docket here, we're going to talk about Rihanna, oh. but I have a note about her big dick energy, and I just feel like we're bringing the big dick energy in these outfits tonight. Like, I just feel like... Don't tell my husband. <laughs> Not only are we wearing cool stuff from Adorn, but mm-hmm. last week I told our listeners that my husband um, bought me a subscription <laughs> to a jewelry service called Switch. And they delivered my pieces this week. And so I have a vintage Chanel medallion bracelet that I'm wearing that is really fly. I'm so excited to be able to. And I get to keep it for as long as I want it. And okay. <clears throat> yes. Be careful. Remember what happened to Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God. I don't. <laughs> You're right. No one knows where I live. Okay. Oh, but they do know where we, where we podcast from. And the Tweaker 7-Eleven. It's, it's fake. <laughs> that is a fake and Vintage the other thing Chanel. that's so cool is that it's this is a Gucci lion's mane necklace. I gotta try to get it close to the camera because it's like so cute. She's not even worried about what happened to Kim K. She's <laughs> like, like I'm gonna show you I'm how I'm gonna show you how amazing is. it is. It's so exciting. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how real my shit is. Come steal it. I dare you. I dare Triple you. Dog, dare you. We'll know that we've arrived. I'm a got big dick energy. I dare you to try. <laughs> 
I love it. So did you this, make this a... This is really cheap, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just, this is like, like, what is that carrot gold that's all bendy? 10 carat. <laughs> the bendy gold. The bendy gold. Could you make that for me in the bendy gold, please? Because <laughs> it'd be fabulous. I don't want anyone to try to steal it. <laughs> um, did you... We were talking about the new year kind of getting things off right. You talked about the universe speaking to you a little bit uh, on New Year's Eve. Did you happen, are you someone who made, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Let me try this sentence. We've known each other for a long time. Yes. And I don't know if you are the type of person that makes resolutions or like New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I may have in the past, but like not not traditional resolutions and not really no. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I make resolutions like at random times during the year. Yeah. I agree. I don't. I'm not really one to get Made on board. A big resolution on July 9th, 2012. Ooh. I'll tell you that. Yes, you did. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have much of in the way of resolution willpower either. I mean, I just kind of feel like I gotta just if I'm gonna do it, I just have to do. I just have to start doing it rather than like talking about doing it. I just have to actually start doing it. So I just wanted to know if you. Ha- if I just wanted to ask you about that. No, but I do kind of feel, I do feel, <laughs> I get like this like bogged down feeling like I get stressed out because I think because I'm somebody who already does a lot. Like yeah. I'm already like. Yeah, you are doing a lot. I'm already operating on all cylinders at the top of my game. Yeah. So when people start talking about like doing this better, doing that better, because Joey has made some New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and I'm happy for him and I'm totally supportive of him, but it stresses me out when he's yeah. like, I'm going to meditate more. I'm mm. going to do Does this more. Does it make more. you feel like you have to keep up with him or something? No, it's just like, I can't do anything more. Right. <laughs> like I'm good I'm good where I am I can't do anything more you know yeah. so I, I do start to feel a little anxiety around that um, but it is exciting he's got some some really adorable um, he's what's it called like he's not going to break the chain so he's got this little movement routine mm-hmm. he does every day and check the box don't break the chain and so he's all on fire for not breaking the chain and oh, that's, that's exciting awesome. I like that so we went and bought a whiteboard Ooh, at Office Max you got a whiteboard oh, because, I have two but because that's who I am I don't have anything on them yeah. <laughs> I used to have a chore list on my one whiteboard I don't think I've talked about this you and I have talked about it we haven't talked about it here for a while there, I was making a chore list on a whiteboard that had uh, like, um, what is Uber pricing? Um, congestion pricing. Oh. So like, uh, so if the chore was like more necessary or like really oh. wanted it done, then I was going to pay more for it than like the other chores. Oh my God, you're chores. such a sucker. Oh. <laughs> I Can I be your daughter? It lasted like honestly a week. I was just too lazy to like really yeah. get that creative with my pricing scheme and none of my um none of my prices were really worth it and you know whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was like an awesome idea. I really wish it would have come to fruition a little bit better, but my mom when I was a kid did that for my daughter my daughter did that (laughs) when I was a kid my mom did it for my sister and I Uh but she so what she did is she made a tour board it was a month's calendar Mm -hmm. and my mom's a good artist Mm -hmm. and so she drew the chores on it who has the time this was very special to me like I remember this like the time so this is this is what our kids these days don't have yeah I remember the time and the energy she put into that yeah. made it really special to me. And That's insane. I mean, like like I said, who has the time? Yeah, and she bought little um, gold stars, which, you know, like for us at that time was a really big deal that Hell she bought yeah. gold star stickers because mm-hmm. like we didn't just buy whatever the fuck we wanted whenever mm-hmm. we wanted it back mm-hmm. then. And so when we did the chores, we got gold star stickers. Mm. There was no monetary value uh, Assessed it was just with us the stickers. Doing, yes. How old with, were you guys? Well, we had to be pretty little because we were still um, in our first home. Mm-hmm. So I think I was probably around five. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And, and that was um, a, a memory of my mother. And the other thing I remember, once she went to all the trouble of setting up a kiddie pool in the front yard for me, and then my neighbors next door yeah. set up a bigger kiddie pool, <gasps> and my sister went over there to play. And it was and so it was either Ooh. play alone in the one my mom set up or go to that What'd one. What would you do? I went to that one. Hell yeah. I felt guilty for years. Aww. Like I Poor cried. I cried at <laughs> night because of all the work my mom went to to put up that pool for me. Mm. Which really in hindsight, it was like one of those rubber kiddie pools. You just put the hose in and fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very sensitive. I just wish, very sensitive. I wish kids were more like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of kids. We'll get to is, that later. This is an excellent segue because yes. as everyone knows, uh, I got a, we got a puppy last week. Yes. I'm in the lab. She's amazing. But I learned something about myself. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I learned that um, I'm glad that I've been staying vigilant with all gold everything because puppies require so much vigilance. <laughs> this dog is like little vampire. She's got like a little vampire teeth. She's like, nom, 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 nom. She's munching everything. Um, so, I've been vigilant about like, no, whatever. This is your toy. Whatever I'm supposed to do with her. 
But the other thing that's really amazing to me is that, you know, for years, women have asked me, people have asked me, do you want to have any babies? You and I have had this conversation a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always like, no. And I think you kind of did. Yeah. I'm always like, no. <laughs> and and I, like, yeah, she did. Yeah. And people really have not ever really believed me. And I don't know if I have ever really believed that myself fully. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a large part of me that always felt like, no, kids are not for me. And then I, I want to put an addendum in your book about this. <laughs> and then I would verbalize that. Like, no, kids are not for me. And people would be like, okay, mm-hmm. like kind of indulging me and believing whatever, you know? And then we got this puppy and like, I am crystal ass clear. I do not need any fucking babies. Not even, not even, no, not <laughs> even, not even. Yeah. I'm like, it, it has been such a hard week. I do not, you know, I've said this to you before because you are a single mom and you did a fucking bang up job. You have a great kid. <laughs> you did an amazing job, right? You didn't have much help. You didn't have any, you didn't have a partner. I mean, you did an amazing job and it was so much work. And like, I always am so impressed by that. Even in the way that I step parent, like, I'm like, how does anyone do this? First of all, I have four parents to work with. So I'm always like how amazed that anyone can even do it with two. And then ultra amazed that anyone could do it with just one is like beyond me. Um, and that all of that has just leveled up since I had to do puppy this week. Well, here's what. No. Here's what, though. Hmm. Like, are, have you fallen in love with the puppy? Like, I really mean... answer the truth. <laughs> have you fallen in love with the puppy? The puppy's cute. That's a no. Okay. Am I in trouble? I, no, you're I not mean... in trouble. The truth is never in trouble. You're allowed to just have your truth. But that's here's what. Like, why was it easy easy and worthwhile and not a big fucking deal and why I enjoyed mm-hmm. being a mother is because I fucking fell in love with my daughter. Yeah. And why am I like oh. on fire for little weebs is because like I fucking fell in love with him. Yeah. And and that that changes the work. That mm-hmm. makes the work bearable. Yeah. It, more than bearable. It makes it enjoyable. Well, what I will say, now I'm feeling like I want to walk it back a little bit that I don't love the lemon the lab. She's adorable and I don't mind. Like I said, we were talking about this while we were shopping. But it's not love. I'm like a morning person I'm now. I'm not saying do you love her. <laughs> I love you. I love Mark. Hi, Mark. I love, I love people, right? Mm-hmm. I like two people, but I love a lot of people. Yeah. I am in fucking love yeah. with the puppy yeah so that's what I'm asking you <laughs> I mean I will say that I don't mind doing that like get, I've been doing the night schedule for potty I mean getting up in the morning it's exhausting as part of it and I just don't know here's I guess what I'm saying is that I feel like I can love a puppy and do that stuff and feel okay about it and I feel like I would also love a human if I did that but like I just am so glad that I have the choice. Yeah. Like I don't have to, like I, I could, I guess if I, you know, if I like, but I don't want to. And I'm like glad that I have the choice that like, Oh, I don't have to do that. I don't find myself having to do this every day. You know, it's just like, I was really overwhelmed with the clarity that I had of like, Oh, this is just not for me. And that is like pretty much confirmed. I feel like now I'm 90. I feel like the meter moved just a little, you know, further like that. I'm pretty well aware of, you feel better well, about my your decision. Are, yeah. You're feeling you're using this to to validate your decision and feel better about your decision yeah. not to have a kid, which is fine because like, while I like I joke and I say no, I know the truth. You're totally <laughs> allowed to not want to have a baby. Yeah, I mean that's um, the worst thing in the world would be for like no, you do, you do, and you must. <laughs> like that's I'm not trying to do that to you. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty incredible. Um, another incredible thing happened this week, which is that my brother Fred got involved with All Gold Everything. First of all, he made us a brand new track. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Fred. This is incredible. First of all, he made us a brand new track that you're going to hear on all of our like exclusive YouTube content short clips that we're doing every week. So Mark has that queued up. I think he's going to play it for us here shortly. Yeah, let's hear it now. It's so good. You know what I like about this is it doesn't have the club horn. I'm really grateful for that, Fred. Thank you. No, 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 no club horn. Although now that you mentioned it, it would go in there. I know it won't. Don't do it, Fred. For me, no club horn. It is amazing. So that is going to be the music that's on the intro to all of our Gold. short clips, all of our stuff that is exclusively on YouTube. The other thing that he's doing to piggyback on that is that some of you have watched our YouTube videos. You know that you can make comments on them or whatever. He's added his own commentary to all of our YouTube videos, <laughs> which is awesome. He's, he's basically <laughs> like our, our geo expert. 
Yes, yes. Slash fact checker. <laughs> fact checker. Thank you. We need you. We need a fact checker <laughs> we because you. we play fast and loose with the facts around here. And so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> we appreciate that. So Fred. that's been great. Um, another thing I want to talk about this week, I told you we were going to get to Rihanna and I think now is the time. Let's do it. Are you ready? <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Always. Okay. So this today, I think Rihanna's makeup line Fenty um, did like an expansion or like had a whole new release of all of, what am I trying to say? They had a makeup release of like a bunch of new products, basically. Yeah. And people are so stoked. And I mean, I love it. The Fenty line is like highly inclusive. It has tons of color. Seems to work for a, a, a large amount of people. So everyone's stoked about this. I bought Kyla a palette for Christmas. Oh, from Fe- a Fenty palette? Fenty, uh, it's like an ice queen palette. Ooh, it's I love very it. very cool. She sent me a photo of her eye. Just uh, her eye. Ah, uh, does it look so good? Oh, it's fly. It's amazing. Yeah. I got some gold shimmer for my bachelorette party. Was that you that gifted me that? No, was it? I think it might have been Kim. Somebody. Yes, I think it was Kim. Yeah, somebody gifted me some gold shimmer from the Fenty line, and it is just like I die for it. I love it so much. When we were in Vegas, we all put it all. Oh, so good! It was so amazing. So, um, so people are stoked about the makeup launch, but people are trolling her because she has not, excuse me, launched. I have to stop drinking DC, but I can't stop because I love it so much. Don't do it. Um, Okay, so people are trolling Rihanna, how dare they, because she hasn't released any new music. So apparently she's been teasing a lot of new music. she's getting too rich (laughs) from the makeup and the the shitty lingerie. Well, here's what I think about it, which is that, I mean, yeah, she has a lot of bops, right? I mean, her music is like, oh, you know, it's like pretty uh, well saturated into pop culture. Everyone knows her, is familiar with whatever, but it's highly produced and it's not like, I don't, her lyrics don't, she's not like, I, she may or may not be the voice of a generation is all I'm going to say, right? Like, I don't know that she I writes. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's no uh, Kesha. <laughs> just oh my God, no, I, I'm totally just I kidding. love Kesha so much, <laughs> actually. Well, that's what I always say. Kesha <laughs> is like the lyricist of our Of our generation. generation. That's right. She's no Tori Amos or yeah, something. I, I say it like tongue in cheek, though. <laughs> no, Rihanna's huge. Yeah, she's, she's huge. huge. Yes, I agree that she's huge in, in, in pop music. Oh my God. <laughs> the stutter is for real. Holy cow. It's good. It's like because you were listening to Fred's track. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. I'm dying. Where's your atomic energy air freshener for this? Like, what? It's gone. But the next time you stutter, I want to insert the club horn at just the right time. Could you give me the heads up when you're going to stutter again? (laughs) Okay, so I'm not arguing that Rihanna is... uh, tangential to pop culture or pop music but I'm just saying that I feel like her impact is most magnitude in fashion and makeup so if I were her I would just quit the music game like fuck it she's got this big dick energy in fashion so who cares about what is big dick energy it's like (laughs) I kind of want to okay I feel like if I try to explain what big dick energy is, I'm A, going to stutter, and I'm going to be get it wrong. That's okay. So I'll just give me horn. two seconds. I'm giving you warning that you need to blow the horn, but I want to look up big dick energy just so I get it exactly correct. I, I mean, wouldn't... it seems problematic on so many levels. <laughs> what about this? When... What if we let our resident fact checker, Fred, look up what big dick energy is and post it on our YouTube video? He's just going to say, like, it's problematic. (laughs) Because it's definitely very heteronormative. It is, certainly. Okay, it's confidence without cockiness. It is never misplaced, and it cannot be simulated. It is the sexual equivalent of writing a check for $10,000 knowing you've got it in the bank account. So, I like that. The big dick energy... Wait, uh, big dick... Sorry. the, The secondary definition on Urban Dictionary is... Big dick energy is the loud and boisterous energy emitted by someone who has a colossal phallus and doesn't have to tell anyone about it. The energy speaks for itself. The big dick tells its own story. Everyone strives for big dick energy. Only few possess such a gift. People with big dick energy possess qualities such as leadership, kindness, positivity towards others, (laughs) great humor, and a don't fuck with me aura, great hair too. Oh. I mean, we done check 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 so you're sitting in a room full of big dick energy right now well how does I it mean, feel and a couple of weeks ago there was like major big dick energy in this room <laughs> there was a little dick energy in this room too that's true and you know what it was lovely it was it's all good all the energy's good because mm-hmm. we heart 2019 well so that's just the the voice of the generation is changing because remember wasn't it like a 
No, that wasn't big dick. That was small dick. Never oh, mind. Okay. So she's got some big dick energy in she the does. fashion world. And like, I just say, like, forget it. I mean, you know, like, I feel like all of her pop stuff, it's bops, whatever. It's got Drake on it. It's got I loved her Jay-Z last record. or whatever. Wait, I mean, I loved her I last love. record. You would raise it. Joey and I made so much sweet love to that record. There we go. It's a good record. So, I mean, I'm just saying if she had to pick one or the other, which she doesn't, I would say why not just move into yeah. the fashion world because she's slaying that game. Yeah, for she real. can do that. But yeah. whatever she did, she tapped into this where these kids are spending all this money on lip kits and palettes and fucking her and Kylie Jenner. Yeah. And they, they make it like relatively affordable too yeah. so that they could just sell like millions and millions and millions and millions right, of units right. and make themselves millionaires where they do like nothing whereas like being a musician is hard you have you to gotta like, show up to shit you gotta memorize stuff tour you gotta go the on tour. tour that means you don't get to go home sandy we gotta make a makeup line I'll gold everything. If you are some kind of makeup product person and you want us to make a line, we can do that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, get in touch, DM us. Yeah, send we us could an call email. it Big Lip Energy. <gasps> Sandy, now everyone knows our idea. TM, <laughs> TM, <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine, my Big Lip Energy, mine, mine, mine. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. This week, Sandy and I watched what everyone apparently on the planet has watched. Yes, 56 million original viewers on Netflix. The biggest, I think that's like the biggest thing on Netflix ever or something. It is. (laughs) Fred can check that out for us. Don't, Uh, just say yes, Fred. Just say yes. We watched Bird Box. Bird Box. All right, and now, in order to tell you about it, we're going to have to put some blindfolds on. Oh, God. Okay, Sandy. Okay, so my first question. Okay. You know how when you put a blindfold on? Yeah. And you can kind of like see underneath, like I can yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. Would the entity get me right <laughs> I now just, first from of underneath? All, I just, That's what I want to know. I want to tell you, I wouldn't last three seconds in this scenario. I just put my blindfold on and promptly smashed my face into my microphone. <laughs> well, my earrings just got real uncomfortable. Uh, I actually do not think you would have a problem if you could see down because remember before, like remember when they're, oh, also we should say spoiler, wait, 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 we should say spoiler oh, alert because okay. we're going to like give away the whole thing, right? So if you have yeah, not yeah. watched Bird Box, you're going to need to fast forward Look a little I can do blindfolded. I can't see you. I have no idea what you can do blindfolded. Do you want me to look? Do you want me to look up? No. Okay. No, don't look. <laughs> don't take off your blindfold. God damn it, Heidi. Have you learned anything? Okay. So here's why I don't think that if you looked down underneath it that you would get in trouble because in the first, you know, in the house where they're in for like the first half of the movie, they're like, oh, just avert your eyes, right? So you could have yeah. your eyes open, but you could avert you could avert them. And also because like under all the sh- all the shots that they have where she's got the blindfold on, uh, she can kind of see through it a little bit. Yeah. You know? Well, okay, then this is very problematic. Then why the fuck Ugh. was she going to sacrifice a fucking child on the rapids if she could see down? I know. I agree. There are a couple of things that are problematic with this. First of all, I need to say two things. Uh, three things. Am I things. getting ahead of us? No, you're not getting ahead. I just need to say three things before I forget because we have these blindfolds on and now I had to memorize what I was going to say. Real frantic. I know. Just, <laughs> let's just take a moment and breathe. <sighs> breathe. But that's what the movie does, right? It does. It's, okay. Okay. Uh, it's so intense. Okay. Uh, first of all. Everything feels really intense with the blindfold. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> is it BDSM or I'm is it like, Bird I'm Box? Like, like, I just calm down. It's okay. <laughs> just let's just take a, take a, a second. Slip. Okay, so first of all, I need to say that I think Sandra Bullock is incredible. I think everything she touches turns to gold. I I love sure. her. I agree. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the blindfold's fucking with me. Emphatic. You have an emphatic agreement. I will say I did a little fact finding on the way over here and her debut was in the movie Speed, which was in 1994. So that was 24 years ago. Which was also the same type of like um, bone oh, crushing right. like on the edge of your seat. Juggernaut. Like, Is yes. this ever gonna stop? <gasps> um, that makes her, she's 54 years old. I need a calcium channel blocker right now. I have to tell you, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Blood pressure medication. Oh, blood pressure. Okay. <laughs> I just bonked my nose on the microphone. Um, okay, she's 54. 54 years old. The, my One of the things I found unbelievable about this movie is that like her makeup and hair were fucking dialed the entire five years. Like She looked like she had, I don't know if she wrote that into her contract, but everyone else started to look like a little raggedy. No, no. Tom was clearly lifting oh, over yeah. the course of their five <laughs> years together. Like, Did you notice that? Yeah. Tom was like cut as fuck. I'm like, where's yeah. the gym in this house? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. My uh, second thing is this movie had a little bit of a Blair Witch Project feel to it. Did you agree? Because like where you could, well, part of this I feel like is that the Blair Witch Project is probably the last scary movie, thriller movie that I saw. Well, the perspective, (laughs) right? The whole, it was the perspective thing. The breathing, (sighs) 
the franticness, you know, mm-hmm. and the not really being able to see. So that had me kind of some nostalgia for Blair Witch Project. And the third thing is there are so many holes in this. This is so strange <laughs> that I just feel like this had to be a favor. This had to be like some producer at Netflix like got someone's kid in, or had a kid that somebody got into rehab or something and they're like, oh man, I owe this guy a favor. We got to make this movie now or something. You know what I mean? Mm, I do know what you mean. <laughs> but I think that that's the zombie genre. You don't fucking ask questions. Okay. And so that was my other... I was wondering if I had so many questions just because I am not familiar with this genre of film. Like, are they all like this? Well, I'm not either. I don't know. But I'm going to like go out on a limb and say, yeah, probably. Because yeah. Um, I think it followed the same formula as mm. many zombie thrillers. Except... Tell me. I think that even like in zombie or post-apocalypse type of thrillers Mm -hmm. there's a reason at the end they like they tell you what the monster is they tell you what the purpose is like you're destroying the planet and therefore the planet's destroying you you would have appreciated a little bit more of a wrap-up it's like maybe they ran out of money and they're just like okay we're done now (laughs) you made it there she made it she made it to the home for the blind uh yeah and i get why the blind people did not have problems with the thing that you look at that's totally that makes a lot of sense i do not understand why the criminally insane did not have this like i I understand why blind people were immune i do not understand why the criminally insane were immune did you understand i I didn't take it that way i didn't no they weren't immune they had a they had these I thought that these were normal people who had an adverse reaction to the entity that had a different type of reaction to the entity like I think that this is what happens to like all of people like us oh okay so here um my understanding of it was a little bit different because when they're in the grocery store and they hear the guy uh, in the uh, oh God in the loading dock who's like, let me in, let me in. Yeah. The one guy, Charlie, is like, oh, that guy used to be in prison and he's really he's okay, but he was in prison. And then he is one of the first people that they encounter that has survived it, but like turned bad by it and wants. Well, I to- thought no, no, no. This is so weird. I thought he worked there. I thought that guy was saying, I know him. He works here. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was like, I know him. He works here. He just got out of prison, but he's really not a bad guy. He's always been nice to me. He's a fishmonger, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, so then, but then he kills that guy. Yeah. And then, and so we discover that there are some people who look at the entity and aren't killed by it, but are turned even more, are turned insane by it. Well, I thought what it was, was that they, they thought it was beautiful. Yes, they did. Yeah. So they had a different reaction to it. Mm, Okay. That's interesting because then the guy Cliff that comes to their house, he's like, oh my God, a group of criminally insane people from the mental hospital. uh, They looked at it and they, they made us look at it because they thought it was so beautiful. Um, And so he kind of tells it that it was like, because they were criminally insane. So my question is, I just want to know the people who looked at it and thought they were beautiful. I would like to know why. Yeah, okay. That, would, that was a confusing plot Yeah, I missed me. that little piece. I yeah. was too stressed out oh about my God, fucking was, Olympia was... and fucking... <gasps> What's Sandra Bullock's character's name? I don't even know what her name is. Anyway, I knew that their that labor was imminent for both of them, and it Ugh. stressed me the fuck out. Yeah, it was scary. I'm like, how are they going to deliver these babies? It was really scary. I mean, that was wild. So, um, so yeah, I don't know... Uh, yeah, I would not last three seconds. I would be like, I'm so, I'd be, I just, it was really, it had me on the edge of my seat. I don't ever watch thrillers or scary stuff like that. I was like, I, it was beyond. But I'm, I mean, it was a wild ride. I, I guess I enjoyed myself. I watched it this afternoon. I hope I don't have nightmares. Um, I, it was on my mind after I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I loved how it started. Like you get in there and it just went hard. Yeah. Like it just went hard on your ass, like pretty immediately. The opening scene is she's telling those kids like, we're doing this. Don't ask any questions. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, we are. Okay, well, let's do it. Yeah. And even Gosh, when it started amazing. flashing back to like her and her sister, you mm-hmm. like the tensions just like Oof, building. I yeah. did not know that what was going to happen to her sister was going to yeah. happen to her sister. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But can I tell you though? Tell me. I want to talk about my feelings. Talk about them. I um, cried at the end. So, okay. So this is what people are telling me. They're like, I cried at the end when she was like banging on the home for the blind saying, take uh, the kids. Uh-huh. It, I, I wasn't crying then. You know when I cried? Like I had a moment. Sandra yeah. Bullock, she moved me. She did good. Like they she shot the scene. everything she touches is gold. She's amazing. She is. They shot the scene well and she acted it really well. It was Which when, scene? when she, um, they were, she and Tom and the two kids were kind of looting the house and yeah. then the um, the zombie people showed up mm-hmm. and you know Tom's going to die. Like yeah. even before they walked in the house, I'm like, okay, Joey, this is the scene where Tom dies. Right, because he's, you know, she's she's left with the two kids, right? Right. Yeah. You know, she goes on her river journey alone uh-huh. and so you know this is where he's going to die, right? Yeah. And so she runs off. He holds back to like shoot these people and you know he's going to die and, yeah. and he tells her like, 
like go back to the house. Mm-hmm. If I'm not there in 15 minutes, <sighs> yes. get on the boat. So there's this scene where she's sitting on a chair at the house looking yeah. at the clock. She knows he's not coming back. Yeah. And she's looking at the clock and it hits 15 minutes mm-hmm. and she's like crying because yeah. she was in love with this man. Yes. Like she just she did it well she was in love I agree she portrayed it well and I could feel her pain of he's not coming back and that she has to keep moving and this is going to segue into our main topic for tonight yeah because she I felt her pain she Mm -hmm. was an incredible pain but she knew what she had to do and what she had to do was to keep moving yeah Yeah. and she just played that scene so beautifully and I was in tears I agree it was really powerful I don't know if I was in tears there or not but I remember thinking like you're right she knows he's dead because she hears the gun go off a couple of times but she she still waits but she still waits and she's just hoping and it's devastating I agree I agree it was beautifully acted as weird as the storyline is and whatever I it's just I think that's, fuck. I think that's why people are loving it because yeah. it's just really powerful um the acting is incredible I mean and then I will say one last thing that had my heart just racing is when she's running through the woods and she keeps tripping over stuff and I'm like oh my god yeah I, that was ah, too many there were too many logs ah, in those woods for her to trip god. over now that is a hole okay oh my god I got a clapping is that you that was me okay <laughs> I have to, I'm getting real comfortable in this blindfold now. I have to point out two things that made me fucking crazy. Okay. One, they could get in the car, paint the windows blacked out oh, so they yeah. can't see where they're driving, drive to the fucking store, yeah. get their supplies, drive home, get back in the garage yeah. with no vision at all. Yeah. But she's going down the rapids saying that one of those kids has to look. Yeah. Like, nah, bitch, if you can drive that car to the store and back and get it back in the garage, you can yeah. go down the rapids. Yeah, I mean, that and was a bit of a through blindfold. <laughs> That was a bit of a stretch uh, in the storyline where they're like, oh, we're just going to use GPS to get the store. Because everyone knows, like, I mean, I I I have never found, I mean, GPS is reliable, but I feel like my GPS doesn't say, like, turn here. It doesn't tell you where it the says, damn like, driveway 300 is. 300 feet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I agree. So that was a bit of a stretch, although it was a creative idea. I can't believe that they didn't um, go back to the house and then take everyone back to the grocery store. I mean, I was like... That one guy was like, we should just stay in the grocery store. And I'm like, hell yeah, you, you know. And then I'm like, okay, well, they have to go back and get everyone. That was a really nice house, though. I know, but it wasn't full of fucking food and stuff. Well, they could drive to the store. <laughs> <laughs> they could drive to the store. Okay, let me ask you. Are you so comfortable in your blindfold? Do you want to do the rest of the show blindfold or should we take them off? No, no, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's I need more. Okay, oh, I have more. one more question. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut what you short. What the fuck? Where the fuck did Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> and that girl go? They went back to the grocery store. Because she had gone to the grocery store in the first place uh-huh. with the with them. And John Malkovich, is that who that was? The bald yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, Okay, John Malkovich had gotten drunk and said, we should stay here forever. We should not go back for anyone else. Right. And Standard Bullock was like, we're not doing that because we're not assholes. We're going back. So then everyone came back. Machine Gun Kelly didn't go the first trip. So what's her name? Went back to the house. Told Mach- They didn't show this as a scene, but I'm assuming she told Machine Gun Kelly, hey, there's a grocery store full of provisions and he was like such a bad influence or whatever that he's probably like let's steal the car and go so my so but you just made all that up that wasn't actually portrayed in the film right well the only thing you see is you see them sneaking to the car and you know that the car is critical to getting to the grocery store and you know that she has also heard this idea of like let's just hold up here forever Hmm. so i put two and two together on that you're right i'm not i guess i'm not i wouldn't consider it making it up but Yeah, you, you made it up. I mean, it's a little intense. <laughs> just, I think you made it up. Your intensity is a little high right now, Sandy. I'm just saying, I would consider that more like reading between the lines. No. Using context to... I'm going to go and say, you said, you even started saying, I assume. I'm going to go ahead and say, you made that shit up. I need I need the um, script. Dead, I need, the, I need that shit spelled out for me. I need to know where the fuck they went. This is interesting because I was reading this book about editing, about editing my own book, and it says you're not supposed to spell it out too much. You have to give your readers some credit that they're going to put two and two together. Well, that's true, but like they left big holes. They like did. We're talking about big holes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I agree. Big dicks, big holes. They did not have... All well, been here. Sandra Bullock had some big dick energy. She didn't fuck around. I know. Yeah. I, know. I mean, that, I feel like... Yeah, she probably has that in real life, too. She probably does. She probably does. Okay, um, anything... I don't think I have anything else, although I can't remember what else I wanted to say about this, but I think I got my big stuff off off my chest. Yeah, I think people were overall a little perturbed about the cheesiness of the home for the blind and like, well, why were all the sighted people there? But I don't... I kind of... I can go with that. Like, if Machine Gun Kelly and his girl can just take off with no explanation, mm-hmm. I could roll with a school for the blind story. Yeah, I thought that was like kind of a cool twist. I actually didn't know... Uh, and I will say that when I first saw that the place was all white inside, I actually thought it was like Mormon. And I'm like, why are the Mormons getting, why, why are they so special? 
Oh, well, it was, okay, this is what it was. This was the last thing that okay. kind of, that kind of like had me kind of laughing. By uh-huh. the end of it, I was like kind of laughing. Like, the world is ending around you. There are horrible monsters outside, and you're just like dancing around inside. Yeah, it was, I agree. <laughs> it did I, seem a little. It like was a, a little. Like, how big is this? It's compound? like you're still you're still stuck there. Yeah, and also it's like right outside your door. It's yes. like, yeah, yeah, because she like got chased all the way there by it. It wasn't like miles and miles yeah. away. It's not like your compound's hidden away or whatever. It I mean, was, one of these I, days that point, monster's Sandy. gonna figure out how to get inside. Fuck yeah, I agree, Sandy. That was a great great point. Good I, point. Yeah, I can go on and on. We could take off our blindfolds and just okay. move into the next chapter. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay, one, two, three. Oh my God, it's so bright in here. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. So whew, we're moving into our main topic for the day, for mm-hmm. the show, which I'm so obsessed with. I love this topic. I, if we can talk about this. Breaks like a heart. Oh my God, that song is such a bop, right? It is. It's so it's good. So, it's so much more than Nothing a bop. Bre- and her voice is a little bit like, Nothing breaks like a heart. Well, you were right. It's like um, it's Dolly Parton's song, Jolene. Yeah. Like yes. mixed with like Sia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. how I, I, I'm, that's the box. You're I on put fucking fire tonight, Sandy. <gasps> I, you are freaking slaying, out. You are slaying this game. When we take the show on the road, we need to bring this a game yeah. every <laughs> damn time. Okay. Okay. If you're some kind of tour promoter and you want us DM us, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so do you want to introduce this topic or should I? Um, I can. Well, it's 2019. I don't know if y'all noticed. 2019. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, like, I, I guess so. You told me to listen to Miley Cyrus last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Nothing breaks like a heart. It's five a really stars, good song. Five stars. Reviewing it. Five stars. 100 <laughs> out of 100 would listen every day. This can hurt day. you. Yeah. It cuts you deep and leaves a scar. Um, I don't well, know. So, listen every damn day. So, and then you mentioned on a previous podcast that you have a friend who was just going through a bad breakup oh, yeah. at the end of the yeah. year. I got a phone call yesterday mm-hmm. from somebody very close to me mm-hmm. going through a bad breakup. <sighs> it brought <sighs> me back to my bad breakup that was also this time of year. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is I think people are breaking up. Yeah. And shaking up, breaking up. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and um, so for me, who's like all like super like... I'm not really tuned into people's pain, mm. um, and, and I don't know if that's I true. I don't feel that sorry for you guys because the guys were like fucking losers anyway. And you knew this. You knew this. <laughs> just drop. You knew this. Just, your intensity <laughs> remains. I was just about to put a skittle in my mouth, and it jumped out of my hand. It was like as if you were like ah, with the air horn. <laughs> Can we get an air horn for next week, or would that make this unlistenable? Would we go from like... It would be awful. It would be so... I would die. When we were in South Carolina, we were walking through Charleston, and that place, like, it's party all the time. Like, there's always a party going on. We're, like, walking down the street on a Monday night, and it's like, oomph, 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 I love it. And and I'm like, I did what you just did with the Skittle when I heard the air horn. Um, But anyway, so... But what I do, so so what I was trying to say is, to me, <laughs> to be breakups are really fucking exciting. Because I can say that, because I went through, like, a really shitty one. Yeah. I went through a really shitty breakup, and mm-hmm. I feel like um, I really get that what breakups are really about, if you, if you fucking lean in and do that shit, mm-hmm. it's about putting something old that wasn't working putting behind you yeah. and doing something different mm-hmm. and bringing new energy yeah. and new life and new light into your life. I think the key to what you're talking about is the, the critical turn in the narrative is putting the old thing behind and being willing to do something different right. or new. Yes. Right. That might be hard. It's probably going to feel shitty. <laughs> it might not be fun. It might not be fun. It, it might will not feel good. Pay off in spades. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was thinking, but but I don't want to minim- <laughs> I don't want to minimize how how difficult breakups are. So I thought our topic tonight would be since we at least know a handful of people going through mm-hmm. breakups, and we know that this might be kind of prolific this time of year. Mm-hmm. Like how how to um how to get through a breakup i agree i love this topic like i said i wish we could talk about it every week i know right? but i would only have the same f- like four things to say every time did you go through because i just mentioned like i went mm-hmm. through like a well, i was divorced mm-hmm. and that was really challenging um even though the man that i'm divorced from was not like the right person for me getting divorced was devastating it was really hard and mm-hmm. even though it was my idea it was really hard it was the sad it was like just 
one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. So I would say, um, and before that, I don't actually know if I had been through too many painful breakups only because like I was so drunk all the time. I was really so unable to feel my feelings around stuff. Um, and I really wasn't vulnerable or that invested in anything. Um, so I really didn't feel that the same way that I felt, um, my divorce. And then, um, in dating after my divorce, um, after I got divorced, I got sober. So I waited some time to date. I went through one kind of bad breakup. I dated a guy in early sobriety that, um, it just didn't work out. And I got some good advice around that. Um, and that was kind of painful, but it wasn't, the extent of the getting divorced um and then had some other kind of like meh breakups but the, getting divorced was probably my biggest painful experience um and i will say that i feel like people i love that you mentioned this idea of i feel like people talk about breakups as an opportunity for growth or something to learn from which is like such a vague what does that even mean but what it means is what you said getting the opportunity to like assess what everything feels like, how am I feeling? What does this feel like? What caused me pain? What caused me joy? What is, you know, just kind of like lay it all out there. And then the opportunity to try something different next time. If you, right. if you think you can't even, you know, like just to become willing to become willing to try something right. different the next yeah. time. Right. Because that I think really helps me define more concretely what a growth experience is or a learning, a lesson learned right. is right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's so important. So, yeah. um, and so, we don't, we don't see the learning experiences from like, say a breakup until we're way, way out. back. It's not yeah. like the, the way to get through a breakup is to go like, okay, right now, what can I learn from this? Like, right. that's not the way to get through a breakup. Yeah. You, you'll see that shit down the road <laughs> I agree. in hindsight. I agree. Um, one thing before we move into it is, I want to say because this has happened to two people I've recently kind of um, supported. Yeah. Kind of supported. That's a lovely way to through, say that. I'm sure you breakout. were very supportive. Because in both of these um, instances, these guys had already shown themselves to be who they are <gasps> previously. Right? Oh, yes. So I'm already signed off. I'm already like telling you your boyfriend's a dick. I don't yep. like him. I'm yeah. already there with both these yeah. women. Um, and I'm already, I'm already in with the pattern. I'm yeah. in here with you, girl. I, I'm getting the pattern. You're not. Yeah, I, I but am. I'm gonna reflect it to you. I yeah. mean, that's one of the great things about a good girlfriend or a good confidant or a good cheerleader is that they're gonna say, "I, this is a red flag for me," or "This is a pattern for you," or "There's something about this guy's behavior that I don't like." Right? Yeah. Like somebody who can reflect that back to you. And then if you are willing to hear that, the next time you might be willing to do something different. Right. And so, so it's like this is what I was chatting with. Um, the person I was chatting with yesterday about mm -hmm. was like, he will call you. Yeah. He will text you. Uh -huh. He will, he will, he will. Yep. It's up to you. Like yep. you get to decide, are you going to do that? Something different. Are mm -hmm. you going to do that hard thing? Or mm -hmm. are you going to stay on the roller coaster of joy and pain, joy and pain, yes. joy and pain? Yes. Well, it's interesting because that touches on two things that two of my kind of go-to suggestions. The first one is that I think anyone going through a breakup should do 30 days no contact with their ex. Yes, we've no talked about what, this. We do. I mean, that's what, I feel like I could. I feel like I could it's mention solid. this. I can it's, like bang this drum. Yes. Till the day I die, I could mention it every damn week on this podcast. It is real solid advice. It's the truth. <laughs> but let me tell you my 30 day no contact story. <laughs> yeah. Because Heidi, you were in my life during right. a breakup. Yeah. So so this is my my bad breakup. You were in yeah. my life during my my devastating breakup. But this is the crazy part. I don't know if you remember. He and I had two breakups. Mm -hmm. I do remember the this. first one mm -hmm. before we broke up, mm -hmm. I was on a run singing bye, bye, bye. Yes, and I'm like, yeah. I'm breaking up with him. It's yeah. good. I don't want this in my life. That's it right. doesn't make me feel good. I want to feel it's good. It's a roller coaster. It's so too much push and pull. I break up with him. Mm -hmm. I feel relief. Mm -hmm. I do 30 days, no contact. Mm -hmm. Day 28, he calls, he texts. Yeah. Day 30, we're together. Yeah. Day 30, we're back together. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It didn't take three months for me to be back in the same misery mm -hmm. as I was before. Only this time, I don't know whatever shifted or changed. I, I didn't have that relief when I broke up with him. I mm. felt very different. I felt very yeah. needy. It and hard. it was very painful. Yeah. Like in the course of three months, that changed. Mm -hmm. and I that, remember that. Yeah. And that happened in January. Yeah. Um. So, so 30 days, no contact. Don't like, like do it, but also like stay vigilant yeah. at day 28 and day yeah. 29 and day, day 30, because I've never seen it work out. Right. And well, here's the thing, right? Is that it is like this guy's, I'm going to say it just in the heteronormative context, just because just it's most convenient for me. 
this guy's always going to try to push that boundary. I don't care who it is that you break up with. You say, I, we're breaking up and I want 30 days no contact. Guaranteed. This guy is going to DM you, call you, text you, maybe all three, at least one of the three. Mm-hmm. Because there is something about the chase, I think. Yeah. And that now even- that you've made yourself unavailable, his little plaything, his little toy, he's going to want to have your attention. Yeah. And in that's my not case- why I suggest people do it, by the way. Right. I suggest that we do a 30 day no contact just because I think the distance that we get from someone gives us some clarity. Like when you are in, fucking in the mix on a bad breakup and you're back and forth every day with someone or you're back and forth every week with someone texting them, whether it's vitriol or uh, remorse or please forgive me or I want you back. You have no clarity. Right. You are in the tornado. You're in it. You're yeah. on the, yeah, in the tornado. Like I always say, you're on the roller coaster. Yes. And that is you're like, click, click, click. And that's, click, click, and that's the broken interaction that you, yeah. that you need to separate from. Yeah. Um, whether you're, you're in a breakup, if you're still in the interaction, you're still on the roller coaster, you are still in a relationship. Even if you guys are calling yourself broken up, mm-hmm. if you're still sleeping with him or her mm-hmm. after them. Yeah. Oh, there you go. If you're still sleeping with them mm-hmm. after you broke up, you are in a relationship. Yeah. You are. And you can't. You can't get that clarity and you, you can't get what you need right. to get to to be, you know, to have the strength because it takes strength. It does. Because it's hard. It yeah. hurts. And loneliness is scary as fuck. Yes. So I would suggest taking a 30 day no contact and then using the time that you used to text them to text your friends, your girlfriends, your friends who know you're going through this breakup to like fill your life with people who are on the same page as you. Um, and I used to, we used to, uh, I had a friend when I was going through some kind of breakup who was like, go ahead and text me every time you want to text them. Type out the text that you want to send to them and send it to me instead. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, I've, that I ever took that person up on that, but I knew having it as a tool was so great. So that's I another have, thing. I have used that once yeah. or twice because that's, and that's actually very empowering because there's this urge that rises up mm, to gotta communicate. And this is what I have to say. This is what I have to you say. You need to know. And I have used that tool. Yeah. And people have used that tool um, for their breakups and they've sent it to me. Yeah. But here's what it prepared me for down the road post that breakup I was dating again and I didn't pick all winners right and when the time came when I had to break it off with another guy who who turned out to not be what he said he was Mm -hmm. he texted me some really emotional texts and I was able to just like not respond yeah which is a beautiful gift without drama without Mm -hmm. anything I was just like oh I know what to do Mm-hmm. I know what to do. I'm not going to respond. Yeah. And the way that that made me feel mm-hmm. about myself mm-hmm. was incredible. Right. I mean, that's like real ass self-esteem. Yeah, I right agree. There. Because what happens when you like when you write that like fiery text and you send it off, now you're on the roller coaster again and all you can do is think about did they get it? Did they read it? Is their read receipt on? What did they think? Are they mad? I hope they're fucking mad. Yeah. I hope they're sad. When are they going to, you know, what's it's like, the next move in this dance? Right. So it's like taking yourself entirely out of it and doing some practice where it's like, okay, maybe you do need to get that stuff out. First of all, write it in a journal, whatever, write it down if you want. And then if you really feel like you need to electronically write it, send it to a friend. Write it in a text, send it to a friend and just like, then put your phone in the fucking freezer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I told uh, this person today. I was like, you know, I sent some links for some, um, some, the last time I was, I was in the city visiting this person. Mm-hmm. I walked past, um, a Buddhist sort of meditation retreat multiple mm-hmm. times. I have actually every time I've been in the city. Yeah. And so I went on their website and they basically have like this, um, week long or month long, every week meditation practice for mm-hmm. all levels about like loving yourself. Uh, and I'm like, that's like the universe speaking to idea. you right now. So I'm like, you know, I suggest you do this and I suggest you this, but some other things I suggested were, and listen to this song yeah. and watch this movie because I cannot tell you how helpful media is yes. to get through breakups. Like this is when you want to listen to Taylor Swift, 1987. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love this it. This is when you want to listen to Lauren Hill X factor. Yeah couple girl anthems yep mm-hmm. hell yeah I and I mean I, when I say put your phone away this yeah. is what I had to do um when I went through some stuff um I don't know if it was a breakup it wasn't necessarily a breakup but I did some work around men in relationships that meant I was not supposed to be texting any men and it was really hard for me to have access to my phone all the time and not be like oh I'm looking for a little attention who can I text what can I do so I literally started putting it in a drawer and like going out for a run yeah or just for a couple hours at a time and I jokingly refer to that as like putting it in the freezer yeah but I just mean like fucking put your phone away if you can and turn on a movie or mm-hmm. put your phone away and go to a movie. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was trying to say. So I found this meditation retreat and my advice was leave your phone at home. Yeah. And go for it. Walk to the meditation center. Yes. Take the meditation class and then go back. Yeah. Know? Cause that'll buy you four hours of time where your brain is just like not 
obsessed with this little screen that can dictate, you well, know. Well, because this is the truth. This is what we're doing. We're picking it up. When when are they going to text? Are they going to call? Text. Are they texting? Are they calling? Mm-hmm. Are they texting? Are they mm-hmm. calling? And that, my friends, is um, obsession. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do anything good when we're in obsession. No. We don't make clear choices or choices that are good for us. Mm-mm. We make choices that drive the obsession. I completely yep. agree. Yep. Um, the other thing I was thinking so about. So I'm just going to say, oh. so that breaks the obsession. Yes, that does. Going to do something without your phone mm-hmm. breaks the obsession. I completely agree. My other piece of advice was I also know somebody who's going, who's kind of in a lot of pain because their cat is dying. And I'm Aww. only being really generic with mm-hmm. these terms because yeah. I don't want to, um, yeah. I don't want to bust the person who's going through the breakup. <laughs> yeah. And so I suggested that, you know, she give this person a call because they're really sad because what's happening with their oh, cat right. right now. See if you can help someone else out. Yes, yeah. Another way to kind of get out of your own right. head. Yeah. So, so listen, so listen to this person who's in pain over their mm-hmm. cat who's really sick right now. Yeah. No, I totally agree with, uh, that is all great advice. I, I love those options. The other thing I was thinking of when you, I, I thought of this on the way over and you mentioned it right off the bat, which is like, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. It's a fucking duck. And so, you deserve a swan. Yeah. And you know. You know. You know what I mean? So this is do a great example. Uh, uh, some people know. Some people don't know. Some people do know, though. So Some people some lie of- to themselves <laughs> about the duck. I would say, I want to say, like, a percentage, a small One person's could be- duck could be another person's <laughs> swan. I'm just saying. I just feel like. Most of you know that the duck is the duck. Oh, my God. Sandy's putting the blindfold back on. Most of you know that the duck is the duck. But I'm going to give an example of this because I have my guilty pleasure lately has been watching a TV show on Bravo called Below Deck, which I'm obsessed with. Did you you see the accident? Uh, I did. That's that's actually I only heard about it. It's the first one I started with. That's season six. I went all the way back to season one, and I started there. I have never watched Below Deck. Uh, I've been watching it. I was watching it while I wrote my book. Actually, I just it oh. was like a good thing to have on in the background. Nice. Was, yeah. So okay. Um, There's a Captain Sandy. There is. There is. She's in season six. No, she's in season five. Uh, she's in some season. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the point is that in season two of Below Deck, there is a deckhand named Janice, who's this adorable, cutie little thing. And there's a deckhand named Kelly, who's this like m- Marines, like buff guy or whatever. And Janice has a boyfriend and Kelly and Janice have happen to be bunk mates in the same room. So one of the things about one of the things that the lovely producers at Bravo have done on the below deck show is they've paired they've done a bunch of co ed rooms. Right. So everyone's in a co ed room. So okay, so of course Janice and Kelly start to get close and they're like flirting, whatever. Janice Kelly knows that Janice has a boyfriend and decides that he's gonna just like surprise kiss her. And she responds actually in a pretty adult way. Like she's like, why would you do that? You know, like she's been sending him mixed mixed signals because she's been flirting with him, but She's like, I, I need some space to think about this. Like, I don't know. I, I have a boyfriend. I'm in love with him. Like, he's a permanent thing. Like, you're a, on a boat. Like, I don't, you know, she's like kind of got some, and she takes some time. And then a couple of days later, she comes back to him and she's like, I wish you hadn't done that. Like, I, I'm sorry that I, you know, led you on, but like, I have this boyfriend and I'm committed to him or whatever. Okay. So then he like, can't let it go. He's like kind of heartbroken, whatever. Then a couple of weeks later, she changes her mind mm. and she hooks up with him. And she, they start, like, dating on the boat. Then the charter comes to an end, and she thinks that the two of them are moving to Fort Lauderdale to, like, have this happily ever after. And he's like, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. Like, I don't really, you know, I'm not, I need to be single for a while, it's blah, a blah, really blah. a really good storyline. Okay, it is a good storyline. Yeah. It's a great storyline. But she knew, she knew. Her intuition in the first place was, like, I shouldn't, I have something that's real, that's authentic, Yes, I sent some mixed signals. That's my bad. But I don't want to get rid of this for something that's, you know, for whatever this flirtation is. And then she she didn't trust herself and she changed her mind and she got, I yeah, don't know. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. I read that a little differently. Like, I, I mean, I didn't see it, but I read that as like she knew what the right thing to do was, but it wasn't what she wanted uh, to do. Yeah. And so she just you know two weeks later had her fuck it moment and this is what she really wanted yeah and she went with it well it could be that too and you know we're stupid when we're in we lust yeah. and infatuation that's true too and we don't think about like he's not we don't think about what's going to happen when we're in fort lauderdale well and i guess the reason that i think about this is in terms of he if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck i'm like this is a guy who knew that she was in a committed relationship and went after her anyway right so that the point i'm making is yeah. like 
that's a duck, right? right? Like he is, but she never had that insight. She never was like, yo dude, like you want me and you know, I'm in a relationship. You're not a good guy. You're not the kind of guy I want to be dating. Right. Which is a, like some ninja level dating maturity that you will get if you do relationship ready. (laughs) And if you keep listening to us, cause that is like ninja level shit. Like that is right there. That is a good way to, that's what you want to walk away from. Yeah. When you realize that, Mm -hmm. like that's when you walk away. And then there's no fucking pain. Exactly. There's a little, there's some disappointment. There's a couple more nights of loneliness. But it's nothing compared to getting involved anyway. Right. And then thinking that you're moving in in Fort Lauderdale together and discovering that he's like, oh, if you need an apartment in Fort Lauderdale, I can help you find one. <laughs> oh, Portuguese. Yeah. I don't oh. know. So that was one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, but yeah, I don't, those are my two big ones, I think. Like, you know, a lot of times we know what's right for us and we are not willing to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because Well, here's maybe. the thing. Right? It's not all cut and dry. I mean, it's not there's it would be lovely if there were like six laws of breakups that like this this this. Yeah. I no, mean, you yeah, know, because everything's just, relative. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sometimes um we could do a lot of lying to ourselves because I know that I look through a ton I see red flags very differently now mm-hmm. than I did in the past. Yeah. And um so in the past I still saw the red flag, but mm-hmm. I looked at it very differently. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the duck. Yeah. You know, I saw I saw something that can change or I saw something that I could rationalize or mold to fit my story. Right. And so I, I think that it comes with the growth um, of having relationships and some some people just have it. Yeah. I don't know. Like Janice, she had it for a minute. For a minute and then she, she knew. Lost it. Yeah, like yeah. she knew like no this is like the the right thing to do. Um, well, I guess what I'm actually I, I I think we're saying the same thing and I like that you're putting it in different words. I mean, I think the point is is that when I know what's right and I'm not really willing to do it, I'm lying to myself. When I know what's right for me, what will make me feel good and instead I'm like Oh, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to get in this texting game and I do it anyway. I'm lying to myself about what really makes me feel good and about what's really good for me. Yeah. You know, so it's like getting rid of just shedding those lies, changing the narrative, setting the old stuff aside, just trying something different. Right. I mean, even just being able to pause before responding to text messages or pause before typing a text message and sending it to someone else that's not the person I want to text it to. That's like just buying me some time. Yeah. You know, and that's so important. I think that's what I was going to say. I don't think I... Does that make sense? Did yeah. I? Okay. Yeah. I wondered if I digressed into something else before finishing the first thought. We'll know when we play it back, but I felt like I was following you the whole time. Yeah. So. No, I hear that. So bottom line, um, break the break the cycle. Break the cycle. Because a lot of times it is an unhappy cycle. Yeah. So can we talk about um, loneliness? Because I do think that a lot of um, the... So like I know when I went through my devastating breakup, I knew before Christmas time Mm -hmm. that this was going to happen. Like I knew that like I had said to myself that if, if X, Y, and Z starts happening again, Mm -hmm. we're, I'm going to have to break up and X and Y had already happened. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was coming, but like I didn't want to be lonely through the holidays. Yeah. And then, so it didn't happen until into January. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was something that's been like kind of playing through in these other two women who are going through breakups that, I just don't want to be lonely. He was with me on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of want to talk about loneliness a yeah. little bit. Well, I think a couple of things. Um, I'm never, uh, I guess my my first thing is that I have taken the space when I've been single to really invest in ritual that makes me feel comfortable. So like, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge religious person by any stretch, but when I am single, I am really good about like, developing a nighttime routine that's good for me. And that includes like lighting a prayer candle, sitting in meditation or sitting in prayer. I do that much more religiously when I am single than when I am with someone. So the first thing is like, I would say, yeah, you're going to feel some lonesomeness. Take the space that you have for yourself to do some shit that feels good. Take a bubble bath every Friday night, do a, you know, get a pre-bed ritual going, you know, get committed to a 30 day meditation app. Just try something different to, to fill that space with something that's good for you if you need to fill that space, right? I mean, that's my first. Make the loneliness go Make away. Make it go Push it down. <laughs> I say, I mean, I think the other, the flip side, I was like, feel it and just go, okay, I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to take a bath by myself. But if you're going to, you're going to feel it no matter what. So like do some stuff that is 
that yeah. feels good as well. I mean, yeah, that that's how I feel about yeah. loneliness. Like loneliness is so powerful when we're afraid of it. Yeah, just it's okay. And it is a feeling like every yeah. other feeling. Yeah. It comes that's much more and articulate. it goes. Yeah. Like every other feeling mm-hmm. and it does it is not as powerful as what our stories put into mm-hmm. it. So for me, it was the advice I got to just be lonely yeah. and let that be okay. Just be sad and let yeah. that be okay. Yeah. I, I was trained up mm-hmm. in, through a 12-step program mm-hmm. that pity parties are not for me. Yeah. So I didn't get to indulge in too much self-pity. Yeah. I didn't get to indulge in too much morbid reflection. Nobody would listen to me. Yeah. I did not have one woman I could call who would be willing to listen to me indulge in self-pity and morbid reflection. Yeah. Um, so what I got to do was just be like, I got advice to just be lonely, just be sad, Mm -hmm. just be happy, Mm -hmm. just feel joy. And I I remember, um, and I remember just like being at home in my bed and being like, Oh, here it is. Mm -hmm. This is loneliness. Yeah. I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. And then it changed. Yeah. Like it passes, like every other feeling it passes and, um, it came back. Yeah. You know, comes and goes. it comes back. The sadness comes back. I love that you're articulating this. Thank you for being yeah. so clear about but it. But I have one more thing I need to say, yeah. which really helps because I'm also like um, of a certain age where I don't just get lonely. I get horny. <laughs> and when I break up with a partner, yeah. I don't get to have sex anymore. Yeah. And that's what a vibrator is for if that's you are right. a woman. And yeah. men don't have the problem because they know what to do. Yeah. But like they're... I mean, if you're going through a breakup, you need to get yourself a little Lilo. I agree. I completely yeah. agree with that. Because then you could take care of your horniness. Yep. We're well, bomb plus- ass, strong ass chicks. We can feel the loneliness and we could be okay. And an orgasm helps. I agree. And it gives you an opportunity to explore and learn more about yourself, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I would I, yes, I would encourage you know anyone right. who is going through this uh, breakup or loneliness to go, okay, I'm just going to lean into learning more about myself, which I think is a little bit where I started with on this like ritual yeah. thing. But like for me, I found that, especially after getting sober, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know about myself. Like, what do I like to do? Well, it turns out I fucking hate camping so I'm not going to do that by myself but I love going to movies by myself so like but I didn't know that until I went through a breakup and was like I need to do something and I don't know what I want to do I'm going to try going to a movie mm-hmm. you know and then I found out more about myself and I got some sex toys and I felt found out more about what I liked and what I didn't like you know and then I found out more about myself about like um what I want to do and what I want my family of choice to be like I mean that was going to be my next thing too would be aside from discovering more about yourself on your own take some time to like beef up your family of choice and your family of family for some people uh family of origin and family of choice are like combined very nicely and it all goes it all kind of dovetails but for some people it doesn't so if your family of origin isn't a place that you can turn to for like just some some interaction then i would say um turn to your family of choice and like go on some you know go get some coffee go you know it doesn't have to be wild weekends all the time it can be like brunch or a movie or whatever so depending and i think a lot of that depends on what your level of extrovert and introvertedness is. Right. You know, yeah. and if you're like way on the extroverted side, like I, I am pretty far on that. I had to do a little bit more of like stuff on my own just to figure out like, oh, do I like taking a bath on Friday nights? Nah, not really. I'd much rather like watch a movie and then do a little prayer ritual or something. And if you're on the introverted side, try doing some family of choice stuff just to see like, do I want to go out with some girlfriends for a nice dinner mm-hmm. on a Friday night? Or is that too overwhelming? You know, so I just think it's a period of experimentation where I would encourage anyone who's going through it to look at it or have a perspective of experimentation around like trying to also learn more about yourself right now while you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, like it. you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like you're going to feel the feelings. You're going to feel, well, you're going to feel all those feelings. So like take some time to kind of just sit with those and also to try to learn some more about yourself. That's kind of all I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at first just try to get through the yeah. day. Yeah. But then it like when the, the feelings do subside, they're intense, but mm-hmm. they, they become less and less intense. And that's when you could kind of jump into like more of the self work because mm-hmm. it, it is hard. I was trying like to give this advice, like, go do this, go do this, go do that. And it's like, she's no. in it. Mm-hmm. She's feeling lost. Yeah. She's feeling this. It's like, she's in it. And the only thing that I couldn't do for her was like join her for the pity party. Yeah. I can't, can't join her for the pity party. Mm-hmm. Can't join her for the morbid reflection, but I could join her for, for everything else. Yeah. 
Um, so, so I think like for the first few days or maybe even the first few weeks, it's just get through the day, get through the I week, agree. let the feelings wash over you, let them recede, mm-hmm. let them come back and just gain some strength knowing that because just like not texting mm-hmm. and feeling the feelings is a really tall order. I yeah. think that's why so many people fail yeah. at the not texting. texting. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I would say one other piece to add to piggyback onto that, I would say like do the fucking simple shit, get up out of your bed make your bed, take a shower, mm-hmm. go to whatever you're committed. I had to go to work. Yeah. And what Heidi told me, like, it was revolutionary to me. It sounds like really common. It's the same thing that we would say to everybody, like, in, in our circle. But you just told me, go to work and be of maximum service. Mm-hmm. But what was different was I was in so much pain mm-hmm. that I heard you mm-hmm. and I did it. Yeah. And and you said, like, hold open hold a door open. for somebody. Say, Buy somebody a, a, a coffee mm-hmm. that just, just because. Like, just do those things. And, like... I, I did it yeah. and it helped. Yeah. And I, there's a, there's an elevator I still get into to this day where I remember, um, those words playing in my head. Mm-hmm. And I remember going down to buy somebody a coffee. A coffee. Yeah. yeah. And so that was really impactful for me yeah. and, and incredibly helpful to, to help me and that phase just get through the day. Right. Yeah. I totally so agree. You. You're welcome. I, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's, I've had forgotten about that one too. Yeah. Get into action and do something nice for someone else just yeah. to get out of your own way. Cause they like freak out. Yeah. People do. <laughs> they do. They do. They, they do. totally flip. Yeah. People love when you bring donuts in for the whole office. People yeah. love when you bring bagels in and two schmear tubs or whatever. Like, yeah. And, and you it have costs to you be, what? $12. You have to be a real self-centered asshole not to like get out of yourself <laughs> for a minute when people are like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like if you don't feel good when that happens, you maybe yeah. I don't know. And also, I was hearing you say about songs. I recently heard the song by Little Mix called "Salute," and it's about like calling the ladies out around the world. It's like it's nice. it's a big anthem song. I'm just putting a plug out for. It. I don't even know what Little Mix is or if how old they are, but whatever. Okay, <laughs> go, little saying, mix. go Little Mix. <laughs> Salute. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's also a bop. Take my Miley advice from last week and then listen okay. to the, it's a different type of bop, but it's like a. Are you hearing these songs on Peloton? Is this your exposure? <laughs> That's what uh, I thought. The Little Mix song is on Peloton. The Miley song was just on the radio. So Oh, yeah. I don't even listen to the radio I anymore. I need to... Rock? Out from under the rock, Sandy. <laughs> well, it's 2019. I live Things under are changing. a rock. I'm going to try. <laughs> um, that is all the time that we have for tonight. OMG. Yeah, what a beautiful podcast. This is hilarious. I, I think can't we wait. killed it. I, this was great. Um, I... I love this. <laughs> I love this topic. We could talk about it every week. If you have any questions about any of the stuff we've talked about for you for surviving your breakup, feel free to DM us at uh, all gold, all.gold.pod on Instagram or email us at goldengirlsalgoldpod.com or hit me up at, at HeidiB52. Oh, no, at HoneyB52 on Instagram. Hit Sandy up at the real Sandy J on Instagram. Anyway, you can contact us in all the ways because we want to weigh in on what's going on with you. So we're sending love and light tonight from Portland, and we're reminding you to stay vigilant. <laughs>